Hey everyone, it's Bill T, and welcome to Let's Talk Dubs, the premier air-cooled VW podcast. What was a car for you that when you were coming up, like you were like, oh, that's my car, man, like that's the one. What car, do you, what car stands out if you go back into history, like when you were just a scrub coming up, yeah. what car stands out that, that you always chased in your mind? Uh, Tom Karsten, his uh, green and uh, yellow and white oval, you know, on BRMs. Uh, that, to me, when I, the first time I saw that car, I was like, oh, my God. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So just uh-huh. the, was, it, was it the level of detail he had or yeah. what? Oh, yeah, the level of detail, the colors that he used, you know, and just how he displayed it. And, yeah, he went – and, and, and a throwback to Tom. Tom's, Tom uh, passed away a few years back, but Tom was – you know, he was a character without question. Uh, a oh, lot yeah. of a, a lot of people had mixed feelings about him. But one thing Tom yep. did that I think we can give credit to Tom for is Tom actually, he was kind of from the Motorama type days where like he wanted when he showed up at a show, it was wheels off, ropes around the car, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And and it made it fun. You know, he was gonna he, he's gonna be there with the car, and he put some time and effort into thinking about the display, the setup, all that kind of stuff. So absolutely yeah but yeah it's interesting how stuff like that you know it 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 things like that motivate us and it's like it it helps us to kind of formulate visions of what we want to see and how we would change something how we tweak something a little different so mm-hmm. I, you know i kind of love that thing that to do that now let me ask this question <clears throat> there's always the debate back and forth and i take it back to this my one of my favorite um one of my favorite uh analogies that people say in kind of like built or bought or whatever the case is and so you get like when you're looking at the motorcycle scene it's like you've got jesse james versus occ and occ is is whatever and jesse jesse james forges his own steel you know what i mean like to what point do you what's your take not now you obviously do this for a living do you have a decked out finished built car for myself for yourself no i don't Okay. It's coming. It's coming. But I mean, it's, it's one of those back, like the mechanic, the mechanic whose car doesn't run. Like you're, you're that guy, like the, the guy who builds a show car, doesn't have the time to build his own show car. So, right. but what do you think in the school of like build it versus buy it? Um, you know, what, what's your thought process? Because, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of people that, that kind of look at, people that have like, like Randy Gates, right. Who had you build his car or myself or whoever that had you build the car, have a heavy hand in building it. Yeah. I think with, without the people that are there to support shops like you, the level, the envelope can't be pushed. Right. And in the same respect, there's some to be said for doing it yourself. So kind of what's because you're caught in the middle because you're the guy that makes a living off the people that are paying you to do it. But what's your personal opinion on bought versus built and, and what's your what's your thoughts on that? Whew, man, you know, I, I don't know. I never really thought about that. <laughs> um, you know, thinking about it, you know, uh, me personally, um, you know, buying something, I, I understand it. You know, if for one, it's gonna cost you a way less. Right. To buy it, right. Done. And then um, to do, you know, to build it. I mean, there's there's a there's a sense of pride that goes into that, you know, right. And, into, into, you know, and, and having it built and having it designed. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I'm the type of guy that I, I would rather build it. 
Right. Know? But that, but that being said, I, I can't do everything on these cars. You know, I need outside sources to, to help me, you know, fabrication, interior, motor work. You don't forge, you know, so there's stuff to, you don't forge your own steel. <laughs> I don't forge my own steel. <laughs> but you know, I, and, I, and it's funny because some shops, there, there are some shops that, uh, they say, oh, th- that guy just assembles cars or whatever. But the but the reality is, you know, th- they have that saying that you could be uh, jack of all trades, but master of none. And like you can do a little bit of yeah. everything and you do it kind of OK. But I think, you know, uh, I think it's a little smarter if you like an engine guy focus on the engine because the paint guy does paint and body and then the detail level of assembling the car. I mean, the physical this is the the the, the, the part that I explain to people sometimes. The physical aspect of building a car, anyone can do. Now, whether you're going to have the patience, the organization, and the temperament to do it right is what makes the difference. You know what I mean? So um, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, I'm a guy that first thing I'll do is take a backseat and be like, you know, I mean, you know, in our, on my carbon cab project, when we did that, I said, look, I, I, I'm going to build this thing myself. I'm going to build, you know, I had this chip on my shoulder that I had some street cred to prove, you know, and then I got the car back from you from paint. And then it sat in my garage for six, eight months and, you know, waiting for me to have 15 minutes to turn a wrench here or do this or do that. And so, um, right. you know, to where I got a lot of the suspension and rough stuff put together. And then I just finally had to cry uncle and take it to my brother's shop and have George kind of finish off the car for me because you come down to, you come to that personal time money equation. And, and then sometimes how soon do you want to experience that? You know, how soon do you want to be driving yeah, that car? So when you see the yeah. cars that you've built, do you, when you see each car, do you have like a special thought? Like, like you see a car and you've got a, you've got a certain, uh, emotional connection to each car. Like you love them, you miss them, you hate them. Like every, every time you see a different car, do you, does it invoke different yeah. emotions out of you? Oh yeah. So. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. have you, have you ever, so how often per week, I was going to ask, did you ever, but I was going to, I think the new question is how often per week do you think it, that's it? I'm done. I'm throwing the towel. I can't, I can't get this headlight <laughs> ring to sit right or whatever the case is, you know, yeah, it's very frustrating. Uh, yeah. You know, but you know, it, it, with age, I've learned just to set it down and walk away from it and come back to it. And it's always better the next day, but oh yeah, you fight, you fight, you fight from day one till the last day that that car is delivered. You're fighting that car. Yeah, I, so you know, it's, it's a never any battle. How far is like the 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 worst project you got that you you were just like we should just start with something else, but because of someone's sentimental connection, you just had to continue with the project. Have you had that experience? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We we did a we did a fifty six uh, three fifty six, and there was nothing left of this car, and it was like just just. Uncle, I'm crying uncle every week. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was a pretty, yeah. pretty rotten car. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what else too was, uh, you know, Javier's uh, 23 window bus. That thing was, it was, it was bad. Yeah. You know, we basically had to pull a whole new frame under that thing when it was all said and done. So. Yeah. Well, you know, but, uh, they have those guys up in Canada that build buses off like the door handle metal and then they'll build a whole barn door, <laughs> barn door rag top off that. that. You're right. That's, that's some serious commitment and a pretty thick wallet because I mean, all that, all that stuff equates to is just lots of time, time and, mo- and money. Yeah. You time know, and money. And so when, when you, when it's that bad and you have to do it and you're billing the customer every week, it's, it's, it's rough. So what is something that you really, 
of the building the car aspect, what's something you don't like? What's something you prefer not to do no matter what, no matter how bad you have to do it, whether it's engine, wiring, whatever, rubber, glass, upholstery? What's, 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 what's something you, don't, you want to have the least to do with? Painting. <laughs> <laughs> Painting the car, the thing that you do the oh, most? I hate it. Oh, I hate it, dude. Really? Yeah, it, 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 yeah. oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's mental and physical, and it's at the drop of a hat. Anything can go wrong, and it usually does. So it's, it's, now, that brings it's, me, it's a battle. That brings me to my next question. So my next question is, in, in respect to the technology changes in paint over the past 10, 15 years, has it helped or hurt you in your business based on chemical reactions and funky things with temperature and preparation surfaces stuff it, like that it's 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 hurt i mean you know it's it, you can one day you'll be painting something fine and the next day you're doing the same thing and the, the reaction it reacts another way and you're just like oh my god yeah and then you're basically sanding that all off and starting over again so you know just how the chemicals you know how they dry, how fast they dry, how slow they dry. It's so you, you. So what you're saying is you can use the same paint the very next day and get a complete different reaction out of it. Complete different reaction. Yeah, it's 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 it's, its own animal for sure. Yeah. So the paint. Sure. So, so the paint. It's like as opposed to let's say in the old days, was it just you, you loaded up that single stage, went in there and just started bombing it, and it came out <laughs> nice and smooth. Yeah. Like it, it was just lay a couple more coats on so you could just do a little more sanding or what? Yeah, it seems like that. You know, you know, with the new products and EPA cracking down there, but I think that has a lot to do with it too. You know. Yeah. You know, just how the chemicals react, and you know, everybody's uh, up in arms about you know being on point with everything. Yeah. So what is, um, what is your absolute, like what, what's your Zen space when you're working on a car? Like, what do you really get into? Like, what's your favorite thing to do? Assembling them when I detail them. Yeah. Yeah. When I get to start to play with the colors, the color combinations, and that's when I want to be left alone and, and, and kind of, you know, put every little piece in its place. Yeah. And so. Um, I know one of the things that you did was uh, one of the things that you noticed that we kind of brought from one car to the next with on Randy's car was the the shift light and the uh, the shift light and the line lock light off the dash. We kind of did that on my gear because it was funny. It was like this little tiny thing that you probably had the least amount of time in doing just like, oh, let's come with this cool little mount. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, dude. I want that in my car. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like it just looked so cool. So little touches like that. You find, do you find yourself, I mean, I know that you do a lot of those on the cars. Do you find yourself a little frustrated sometimes when people don't notice the little changes that you make or what's your feeling like when you, when you modify a car and people don't pick up on the modification until you point it out to them? What, what's your, what's your take on that? Um, you know, I, I really don't have a take, you know, I don't, I don't expect people to pick up on, you know, my vision and stuff like that. It's usually, you know, it's like a movie when you watch it 10 times and then you go back and you catch, you know, the lines and stuff, right. you, you know, you usually laughing your ass off on the 10th. You're like, oh, I didn't catch that. That's usually what happens. So yeah. I kind of, I kind of like that to be honest with you. So, you know, because it keeps people, you know, oh man, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. And I didn't, you know, so there's, you know, these car, every part is detailed that goes on to these cars. So there's a lot to look at. And I think, I think for the, for a person that just, sees it at a show i think it's to some people it's pretty overwhelming yeah especially at a show is how crazy the shows are you don't really get the time to sit it's almost like the cars if they were sitting in a museum atmosphere and you could actually sit there for 30 minutes just eyeballing the car every section of it because it's like every turn every turn you take you see something else 
you know absolutely yeah and 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 that's where you know seeing uh troy trepania's cars for me and i just study them for i'll i'll stay at one particular car for probably an hour to two hours if i'm at a show and i really like it just just studying it and learning you know learning new things and it's uh you know and taking that over to you know the volkswagens so you mentioned earlier that you are possibly building a car for yourself yeah. So you, you've got that planned out in the near future to kind of get a car for yourself. Yeah. 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 Once I get caught up with everybody's projects and then I think I'll kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I mean, well, but, but here, here's kind of, it, it's kind of a, when you were starting to be, when you were starting to do paint and detail work, you kind of, everybody starts, I think, every, I don't know anybody that starts a business says I want to, I want to get somewhere around the middle. Everybody wants, wants to kind of be at the top of their game. Mm -hmm. Um, and you've definitely built a reputation for your shop where there's people that are constantly kind of calling you and tracking you down and trying to get you to steer, steal your ear for, you know, an hour on the phone. Yeah. But about, you know, getting their project in to see you, has there been any drawbacks to that? Like to have your shop builds a reputation and things start to get good. And then, and then there's a, there's a bad side to that as well. I mean, like what's, what's the biggest struggle about being busy and people really wanting you to do their work? Um, you know, I think it's like any business. I think it's just staying on top of it, staying on top of the invoicing, the billing and, you know, and you have to keep in mind at the end of the day, it's a Volkswagen and not, and not everybody wants to put that kind of money into these cars. So you have to, there's a fine line you have to walk, you know? So, you know, I got some cars where I just, I have to cap it off and I I did a white 63. I think the guy owns it in Vegas. Yeah. um, that car's a highly detailed car, but man, that, that guy had me handcuffed the whole time. So it was, it was, you know, I had to detail it, but I had to stick to that, right. know, that, that timeline and that budget. And that was very difficult to do. Because you know? is, is it because you want to like, if you get inspired by something, by looking at the car, you want to kind of follow down that rabbit hole and kind of take that to the next level and put yeah. that effort into yeah, it. I have a tendency of putting. I have a tendency of putting way more time and then, you know, into the cars than, uh, you know, I actually get paid for. So I, I work for free quite a bit, but I love it, you know, so it's, it's, it's a labor of love. Too. Well, that's it. They say, show me a man who loves what he does. I'll show you a man who never worked a day in his life. So <laughs> that's it right there. Yeah. yeah if, if, if you love it, that's awesome, man. I mean, I know, yeah. I know, you know, on a, on a personal note, you know, I know, you know, I know that you're deeply inspired by the cars that you build and you're really, you're really passionate about it. So, so we talked about your shop, what you've been up to, kind of how you got started. Now, what do you see? Like, like what's the next thing that you see you guys headed for over there at Type 1 Restorations? Like, what, what are you guys shooting for? Um, what is kind of what your goal is over the next couple of years? What do you see Type 1 Restorations in five years? You know, it's um, more tight-knit where i want to go with it is more tight-knit employees you know to cut out you know we're still i think in a growing phase where we're still going through um you know uh, learning curves right um, getting the right people for the right job so i think within the next couple years you know we have personnel lined up that are you know they're off doing other things right now but we plan on you know bringing them in in a couple years and just continue the quality you know the i mean the paints are our number one forte so you know that that is a must that that has to get every car has to get better and better and better and better and and then obviously the detail and the detail we we have to go a different direction. We have to keep it subtle, but yet 
stuff that hasn't been done before. So, you know, keep coming up with new ideas and, and stuff like that. So yeah, there needs to be like a constant evolution, little by little, year by year. Yep. You you look at a type one restoration build, and it's a little bit different, and a little yeah. bit different every time. Exactly. Um. So a, a customer listen to this, prospective client listening to this. Um, if they're saying they don't bring you a bug for a basic restoration, nobody's bringing you like, Hey, I just want a single stage paint, basic restoration, not too fancy, just cheap and easy. Like that's not something that you guys do, right? Uh, we have done it. You know, it's, I mean, we're so busy now with the, with the, the, the high end stuff. It's, you know, you have no time. You just yeah, can't, no you just, you just can't commit the time to it. Nope. And so if someone says, someone's out there at some place and they see uh you know whatever car it was well let's let's talk about that for a second what car what car do you feel put you on the map well hands down randy's car obviously you know and um you know like i said after seeing aaron broughton's car for me i gotta give credit to that guy into that car because for me that single-handedly like started you know a whole another level of thinking and like you know seeing it did seeing that car done you know kind of like just kicked me in the ass and just made me like okay okay you can do that you know right. and so you know obviously randy's car you know and you know we get you know gary stell's cars and you know elliot vansel's you know you know those guys are you know and yourself and you know you know steve neendorf and these cars are just you know it, it it actually starts with the customers and you guys because without you guys obviously we wouldn't exist because you know you guys you guys start the vision and you know come to shops like you know you know mine and you know cookers and pip and you know and so and and, and so back to the original question you're saying randy gates car once that car was done all of a sudden you had people kind of hey man hey buddy hail cuz i remember it was funny yeah. he had some stickers tell me about this tell me about the stickers that he had on the car what are the, what are the stickers what was the story behind the stickers <laughs> Dude, i don't know he just, okay he well, just showed up one day what did the stickers say who's buddy hail right no one knew who i was and so the, the premise behind it we came out with that car and no one really knew who i was right and it was you know he it was just kind of weird how that whole thing even started with him. He just called me out of the blue one day and said, this is what I want to do. Let's do it. I'm putting the trust into you. And I was just like, it, it was, it was a dream come true to be honest with you. Oh really? You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Dude. Because I was like, here I have a, a client that wants to do this. And because at the time I was building an oval for myself to, to, to like, you know, to kind of one up on Aaron's car. And that obviously fell, you know, right. Right. Way, 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 way back burner when all these cars started showing up. Yeah. So do you think now asking you kind of switching gears, a little different question um, in respect to finding some Volkswagens, do you think that there's still that out there, there's still Volkswagens to be found? Just your kind of two cents on it. Like you still think there's Volkswagens out there to be found for cheap? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And, um, for you, like what have you ever worked on any of these any of these new coach built cars, like aluminum bodied coach built stuff? No, not at the moment. I have uh Elliot Vansel, he's 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 threatening to bring you something. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that'll be that'll be interesting. You know, yeah. it'll be I mean that's it'll a, be a 
we're we're willing to to take on. And that's a whole different type of metal work. I mean, when you're working with an aluminum panel yeah. versus you know steel panel, I think they they react. You, you all of a sudden start having body body man hands like Bill T, which is real heavy on the hammer and and <laughs> too much too much hammer, not enough finesse. Oh yeah, yeah. But that that ought to be exciting. What what uh, so. So is Elliot's car like publicly known about what car he wants to build no. coming up? Oh, so it's, this is a top secret inside like deal that we might hear about. All right. Yeah. All right. I can dig that. Um, so we were talking earlier about getting employees and things to that extent. Is Do you do you feel that it, finding good quality employees is kind of the thing that keeps you from being able to get to the next level? Yeah. Or is there any, is there a shortage of customers or is there a bigger shortage of good employees? Uh, you know, I think it's, it, it's, I think it's a mixture of both, you know, I mean, you gotta be realistic, you know, like I said, you know, early in our conversation, not everybody wants to, to put that kind of money into a, and customize a Volkswagen. That's right. what a lot of, it's, it's just, it's just a Volkswagen, yeah. you know? So, you know, it's, it's, it's a very tight nip, tight knit, you know, net, of people because you know they're, they're just not out there so i mean if i maybe would have took off in the hot rod world or trucks or you know it, it could have been different but to be honest with you it just i don't there's no passion there for you know in, in in those type of builds for me right so um well shoot i really appreciate you taking this time to sit down with us um and you've got so now uh you know before we go i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you a couple of questions so Social media has made a huge difference in business and getting customers, things like that. Have you, have you experienced any difference in respect to your business and your business profile and how your business is viewed based on social media, Facebook and Instagram, those types of things? Or, yeah. I mean, what, what do you feel? Do you feel those things are good for the business or kind of a hindrance of business? Or what do you think? Well, you know, I'm you know, I was way, way, way late coming into Facebook and Instagram. I'm way behind everybody on that stuff. So, and, you know, um, you know, Dory, fortunately for me, does all that stuff for me. So, um, I have absolutely noticed an increase of business phone calls and, you know, just word of mouth from, from, you know, social media. So that aspect, absolutely. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's helped tremendously, you know? Yeah. Now there's, you know, when you did a bunch of, when you do things on people's cars, there's some things that you do that are slight modifications that look kind of cool. Have you ever thought about producing a product, an aftermarket product that would kind of give the average guy that, that works at, uh, you know, works at the Olive Garden or works at a restaurant as a busboy or whatever, has a buggy he's wanting to build and he can go buy a piece of a, something that makes us, gives his car a little bit of buddy hell flavor. You ever thought about producing any parts or pieces and things like that, that you could possibly resell to the market? You know, I have in the past, but, you know, just with just with the, you know, workload I have on my plate, it's just so time consuming. And, you know, I kind of I kind of go back and forth because I kind of want to keep it to like when I do a car, it's there's no knockoffs. Right. And it's done. And and to go put a part on a car, you know, for me, I I, I don't know. It just seems kind of generic to me. You know, I, I would rather just. You know, if, if somebody wanted something built, you know, and I've done that in the past, somebody comes in, Hey, can I, can I build, I would rather build it for that car. That way they have it. And right. You know, pretty much not everybody has access to that kind of stuff. Nice. Well, 
Well, buddy, it's uh, it's been it's been good talking to you. We learned a lot yeah. of a lot of interesting things about you. Uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing the stuff that uh, Type One Restoration has coming up in the future. And if people want to get at you, what's your Instagram? Your Instagram handle is Type One uh, Restoration. Type, yep, Type One Restoration. So yep. At Type One Restoration, do you guys have a website? Uh, we're working on it right now. It should be up. It should be uh, Type One Restorations.com. And then they can get to you also through Facebook at Type One Restorations. Yep. Well, good deal, buddy. I appreciate you sitting down with me and giving me some time, man. And I look forward to seeing some shows upcoming in the future. All right. We'll see you soon, Bill. Thank you. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for listening to Let's Talk Dubs. I'd like to thank our guest, Buddy Hell, for coming on. And also, I want to remind you guys to click, like, and subscribe. Go check out our Facebook page at Let's Talk Dubs. Check out our Instagram at Let's Talk Dubs. Also, our YouTube page, which is Let's Talk Dubs, where the video format for these will be up. Uh, make sure you guys click like and subscribe, leave us a review so we can uh, get continued followers and we'll keep this podcast going. Thanks guys. And see you next time. A Volkswagen is a nice station wagon to have a